When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Barca Talk. I'm Brian Henderson. FC Barcelona lost to Granada last Thursday, 1-2, and then won in Valencia on Sunday, 3-2. Sergio Rodriguez is joining me today to talk about it. Serge, how you doing, man? What up? Frustrated, brother. <laughs> well, we're recording on Sunday, not long after the Valencia win, which, as wins go, was one of the more frustrating ones. So uh, I feel you. But you know, did you know? Still got the win. It wasn't. Uh, it's the week wasn't a total loss, and we're st- we're still in it. We're still we're only two points behind Atletico. We're 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 still in the La Liga race. It's it's still possible, and we're playing Atletico next weekend. So there's that. Dude, we're batting 500, man. Win one, mm-hmm. lose one. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. This, these last games of the season, where we have to overcome this deficit, and we had a shot, and we just freaking laid a massive turd. I know, right? Athletic Bilbao did us a favor by beating Atletico Madrid. They they gave us the league, or they gave us the lead on a silver platter and uh, just goose egg. We just said, no thanks. Snake <laughs> eyes, man. We're Dude. good. <laughs> Unfreaking believable, man. How we let that go? <laughs> Dude, that, and, pa- that Patreon chat was blowing up. We were just so pissed off. Oh, sure. I can imagine. I am not paying attention to that chat anymore. I'm sort of, well, actually, this is a perfect opportunity since you mentioned that for me to mention that um, that this is it for me. This is like my swan song. Uh, these are going to be my last four episodes. I will no longer be involved with Barca Talk after this season. We've got four more episodes. So this is the last time you and I are going to be talking for sure because uh, then I'll be gone after the end of this season. So um so we're, we'll get into Granada, we'll get into Valencia, we'll talk about everything. But just real quick, uh, Serge, I want to just say thank you. It's been it's been a pleasure to to talk with you in the few times that we have on the show. Uh, it's, and I appreciate you sort of joining the team when we needed when we needed some reinforcement. And you know you've been a been a good team player since then. So I just want to say thanks, and I'm looking forward to this you know this last show of ours together. Awesome, dude. No, it's been fun. I think uh, you and, uh, you know, as a fan, right, I, I was a fan first and uh, you and, and Gabriel, you know, make this this show fun and, and listen to your opinions. And I was just glad to contribute and participate and be along for the ride. So I want to thank you guys for the opportunity, man. It was fun. Yeah, you bet, man. Well, it's been glad having you but, or been good having you, whatever. Uh, so let's get back to Granada, right? Because actually I have I, I hear I hear what you mean when you say you're disappointed or frustrated. 
you know, I have actually mixed feelings, particularly about the loss to Granada last Thursday, because I can't help but be disappointed in the results of that game, because mainly because of my cultural programming. You know, I'm an American where it's all about winning. <laughs> if you're not winning, um, then you're worthless. <laughs> Um, I can look at that game, though, on the other hand, and feel sort of okay about the loss if I'm seeing other things that I want to see from the club. So, like, in this case, I guess, uh, I mean, Samuel Umtiti starting 11, don't understand that decision at all. Uh, Sergio Roberto starting 11 rather than Sergio Dest, it makes a certain sense to me. I'm okay with that. Um, I, or I'm indifferent, rather. Um, but Ilash Muriba in the starting 11 rather than Pedri. It seems like a curious choice, definitely. But I was actually happy with that because he's such an exciting young player. It's good that he's getting minutes. And if we, if I can bring myself to the point where I, I don't insist that Barca wins every game, just you know that he might have a good game. He might not have a good game. And he didn't, he didn't ultimately in the end. And uh, Pedri wound up replacing him. And it wasn't enough. So, like, as far as, like, my feelings about the loss, I can I'm, – I'm of a mixed – feeling whereas you're very clearly oh man pissed <laughs> off dude like you said we, we we had it on a platter and we just freaking just vomited on the platter dude like mm -hmm. we, we you know we went up and then we're like okay okay we keep playing we keep possessing we keep knocking on the door and it's always the same damn thing a counterattack bit us in the ass mm -hmm. you know and then and then it was twice you know mm -hmm. where our defense is out of position or just makes a gaffe and, and you're like really like this is this is the story the whole season. If it's not Lenglet, it's Mingesa or freaking Piquet just out of position. Like, give me a freaking break. We, we can't keep doing this at this high level to win the league. You know, maybe this is a, a season where we just win one trophy. I was happy to be in the top four, but. Right, right. To be that close and let it go like, oh, God. So at this point, I mean, like, we're still mathematically very much in it. But do you feel at this point like. Like they've 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 lost it. Uh, that was a letdown, right? That like that was the golden opportunity, and you feel like, oh, the the, <laughs> the air went off our out of our sails, and I was like, you know what? This this is going to be difficult to overcome, given that now you're dependent on on beating Atletico, right? Mm -hmm. Our last games, we got to beat Atletico and go undefeated, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, Real Madrid doesn't sneak in behind us, so. It, it, it was a, a we had a game in hand. It was for us to take and we just freaking dropped the turd, man. It was Yeah. Nasty. Well, I mean, that and that is the one that's one way that this team has um, through the course of the season sort of uh, failed. I don't mean I don't know if the word fail seems too strong, but I, I feel like it's accurate is that you play against a team, whether it's Granada, worst defense in the league or whether it's. Atletico Madrid in the first leg, um, a, a defensive team or a team playing defensively, dropping back really deep. You 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 put in Dembele, but that's not going to help because if they're dropping back that deep, you're shutting down his biggest um, threat, which is his speed. He's not. There's no line for him to run in behind as as such, right? So that was that was a mistake. But yeah, that's the one that's one area where they're always going to get bit. They just keep pushing. They keep pushing. They keep uh, moving everyone forward. They have this incredibly high line and all it takes is one bad pass, you know, one, you know, one poor bit of positioning and they can just crack you wide open and get one V one on Ter Stegen and Ter Stegen's great. But, you know, he 
can't stop every shot. And that, that's been the MO all season for our, our, um, our opponents, right? It's just, you know, bunker up. You know, in this case, Granada is playing like a five-two-three, mm-hmm. and they bunkered up. Say, yeah, come down, come down. We'll 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 bend but not break, and then we'll counter you fast. And and that's been our story all season. Like we're gonna get countered, and we're gonna get beat, and it happened again. So yeah, yeah. it was pretty frustrating, you know, to see it, you know, re- repeat itself, especially when when. I didn't understand the Sergio Roberto playing starting, right? Because we have mm-hmm. Das, we have a true right back with speed, and it's like, okay, what what is he trying is to he do? Is he though? Here? I'm sorry. Is he really <laughs> a true right back with speed? Is he really that fast? I think Sergio Dest is really just young. He just happens to have the speed of a young person. And as a right back, he's actually not that great, obviously, because Kuban's been playing him in the midfield or in forward. When he's doing defensive things, he screws up all the time. I think he's a better option than than Sergio Roberto. That's, at right back, at as right a defensive back. player. Yeah, I think you're absolutely wrong. He's, yeah. <laughs> and that's why Kuman hasn't been doing it. But but then but then he comes in today's game and starts dashed. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this idiot freaking hit himself over a rock and says, said, okay, maybe I should have started dashed to begin with. Like well, I you mean, know, that's a total. That's a whole other question, right? <laughs> it's like, what is he doing? Is it a rotational idea? Is he trying to just split the minutes? Or is he seeing a tactical advantage there? Because, again, against Valencia, you're right. He did start Dest. But, again, Dest didn't play really as a right back. He played as a midfielder. A winger. Yeah. I mean, same with Alba, you know, with, like, some defensive skills. But you you know what? You can't teach speed, Brian. I know. You can't teach speed. You can't teach closing down and tracking back. (laughs) Dude, compared to freaking Sergio Roberto, all you see is the back of his jersey because he ain't going to catch anybody. I, I I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm not okay. saying that there isn't a player there. We agree know. to disagree, but let's let's talk about Elish. Like, okay, yeah, let's talk I'm, about Elish. I'm really trying to like this guy, mm-hmm. and it's just he's not, uh, you know, because because if if Coleman is switching him to be an offensive threat, if he needs some something to happen, a tactical change, if he needs goals, why the hell am I putting in Elish and not Pew Pooch? Mm-hmm. Like that's the one I don't understand. I'm like, okay, like I don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. is 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 Pooch that he's far gone into Pjanic doghouse where mm-hmm. they're both living in that doghouse and sharing it because he's he's not gonna make it out because I I don't get Elish. Like you know people like him but he's slow. He's not that fast. He's well positioned but he doesn't create for my liking. You know he he looks quick and but that might just be because of like the way he runs and like how long his legs are yeah but but yeah yeah you might be right he's not might not be that quick but yeah as far as like creativity well okay a couple weeks ago um i don't think it made it onto the show i wound up editing it out i was talking with craig and one idea that i threw out there was maybe with ricky there's a fitness issue because he'll come in occasionally in the 80 seventh 88th minute <laughs> and he'll be a firecracker for five ten minutes maybe however uh if you start him he's he doesn't have the gas for 90 minutes or even 60 minutes um that's one thing that we don't know because we're not you know we're not at the training sessions it's it's one of the few things that we always have questions about it's like why isn't ricky getting minutes why and now why is elish being shown so much more preference <laughs> than Ricky when especially like you're saying like when what you want is a creator 
You're right. I well, I agree in that Elijah is not as creative as Ricky. I I think that it might be something that we're not able that we at home are not able to see. Some reason why Ricky is not getting minutes. Maybe it's just that Kuman just doesn't like him. Just doesn't like his uh, doesn't like his stupid face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like his face just fine. I'm not saying it's a stupid face. But, you know, sometimes you just get a bad vibe about someone. <laughs> right. You know, I think, uh, you know, apparently he's going to go on loan, so might as well not even touch him anymore. Yeah. And I think that's what's going on with Dembezi, right? Like, you know, rumors are he's not going to sign an extension. Mm. So now they just put him in the ice house and just, you know, keeping him healthy and, you know, not going to touch him anymore, you know? Wow. So it's, it's, it's all of a sudden Griezmann is our nine and uh, it's, it's works here, it works there. And it's just been a, a drastic uh, change there. So, yeah. But he's really not a nine. We we no. know that, and he and so even if no matter where where you place him on a diagram, he's never going to be a nine in that sense. Uh, he's he's just kind of like um, he's like a partner to Messi, but he's right. not like a target man. No. He's not a poacher. He's not any of those things. He's he's like James Brown. You know, he's just the hardest working <laughs> man in football. <laughs> True, but you know what? He has like a a freaking ham foot, right? He has like a freaking <laughs> he has like a little moose knuckle right there, where it's just like the ball comes, and if it's not perfect touch, it just comes off really hard, and you're like, oh man, I've seen this before, and he's playing for Atletico now, <laughs> yeah. like dude, like come on, man, like now I know why you're Ooh. not a point man. Yeah, wow, whose foot is hammier? <laughs> Whose foot has more ham in it, Griezmann or Suarez? I'd still say Suarez, but that's that's okay. I mean, I would say one good thing that came out of that Granada match, or one thing that I enjoyed seeing in that Granada match especially, was the goal, right? The one goal, Messi scoring with Griezmann's assist in the first half, and because that play really kind of confirmed the chemistry that we are finally starting to see between these two. I mean, I'd still love to see, uh, in certain games, a very attacking lineup. Trincao and Dembele on the wings with Griezmann and Messi, you know, work in the center instead of two more midfielders, but still three center backs, just, just tons of forwards. I would love to see that. Um, we didn't need any of them on this play though, because again, I feel like that play was really uh, a great illustration of how these two are finally seeing each other, you know, getting on the same wavelength with each other. It took two years. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, but when it happens, it's nice. <laughs> when it happens, it's magic. <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, it's like here we are now. <laughs> Did it take a long time? Yeah, a lot of things could have happened, but uh, we still have Griezmann, and now they're uh, now now they're starting to see some some hearts in, in each other's eyes, dude. And I think we were we we touched on it off mic, you know, because of of the lack of appointment, you're starting to see Dijon just be in the box more. And, you know, yeah, he, he scored in the, in the Copa del Rey, but you know what, he's out of position. So, so when, when, if he doesn't score, he's in the box and and we get in a counterattack, he's out of position to stop it. And it's, it's like a revolving cycle of like, okay, he's in the box. We don't have, we don't have that extra midfielder mm-hmm. and, 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 and there's, there's space available for, for the opponent to attack now. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the, the that's one of the weaknesses in not having a nine. Right. It affects the whole team. Well, also, like when when De Jong is running into the box, the thing to look for there, I guess, is where are the uh, the wing, the wing mm. midfielders at? Like, where is Dest? Where is Alba? How are, are either of them dropping back to offer some support Shelter. in the midfield if De Jong is advanced? But again, 
he's not actually a nine. He's he's just making these runs for um, I don't know sometimes for decoy purposes. And sometimes he winds up on the end of a pass. You know, and today, you know, he got that header, right? He got that header on goal and, and Sillison spilled it over to Griezmann and he shot it in. So it has worked for us. But at the same token, it, it's leaving us uh, susceptible to a counter, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe you need, uh, uh, you, you you do need a nine. There is no doubt if Aguero was here or Holland was here, you wouldn't have him going to the box that much. You would have him more, more protect and, and kind of, be one of those uh, 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 obstacles or roadblocks for the opponent to counterattack us. But if you have a nine, are you suggesting a nine instead of Griezmann, for example, or in a you know, are you talking about taking a player out of the midfield and putting a nine in? I think in a perfect world, Coleman would play a four-two-three-one. Right. Mm -hmm. You would you would have those four up top, like you said, go fully offensive. Right. With the nine at the point and you have you have two wingers and a 10. Right. Uh, I would think I think that would be probably the perfect uh, formation with Pedri and and Dijon as the double pivots um, and kick Busquets to the bench. Mm -hmm. So with the current roster, though, we don't have anyone who's going to really play in the in the point the way that you're imagining. We've Reece tried everybody. Braithwaite, he he he's the natural choice, but he's not at the level that we need. Right? Like, if, yeah, on a college team, he's great. <laughs> for Leganes, great nine, awesome nine. But for us, the best we have is uh, PK, a center back. <laughs> uh, yeah. How do you like that Granada game when we need a goal? We now we play direct. Yeah. For 10 minutes, we're going to try and play direct, something we never do. And when we try, it just looks sad. Oh, my God. PK was up there looking for headers. Yeah, it I'm just like, looks desperate. Like, have some dignity, you know? Dude. Just, like, lose with honor, I guess. You know? it's, like, it's like seeing PK at the, at the off-ramp on the freeway with a sign that says, need, need goals. We'll jump for goals. We'll jump for goals. Anything helps. Crosses welcome. <laughs> Anything ground up. Yeah. Put, put me on feet, your shoulders. Put it in the air, whatever. <laughs> it would, we looked that bad. Like, oh my God, this is pathetic, man. Yeah. And meanwhile, Braithwaite's on the bench. I mean, like, I could do that. <laughs> I, I mean, if you want just someone like standing there looking dopey, I can do that. <laughs> oh, well, I get paid either way. <laughs> that that is that's our tactics man it's like hey when you really really need it let's get you in the box and just toss some freaking mortars out there and put your head underneath it <laughs> brian that's how frustrating the granada game was we're like holy crap what are we doing here guys like geez we had it in our hands we let it slip with counterattacks, and now we're going direct and just tossing everything in the freaking in the pot and seeing what can, hopefully we come out with a good souffle or something well, also, I mean, the thing is, they had the one goal lead. They, you know, we had, yeah, we scored first, right? Yeah. Um, and we were, they were really going for for more, and I admire that. Uh, the thing is, Granada dropped deep. They they cut off all the channels, and with that particular, with our tactical lineup, with you know the five man midfield, and you know, just hoping that Messi will, I don't know, pull magic out of his hat. It just couldn't penetrate, and that's that's always a risk when a team is going to play play you like that. Is you're not going to be able to penetrate, but 
it does it is really questionable why it was so important that they go after another one when they probably could have just moved the ball around midfield played really boring possession football and maybe walked away with three, with three points and maybe Kuman wouldn't have gotten red carded for who knows what dude he just said he told the assistant referee something about the ref right guy this guy's a joker and he mm. got tossed wow i'm like that's just you know Oh my God! I keep telling Gabriel the the, the refs in, in La Liga are just a freaking joke, man. It reminds me when the MLS first started, and they, you know the refs were so bad. Like this is the caliber of refs we have in Spain. It's a joke. Yeah, it's funny. Like you can often, I would say, you can tell the the quality of the refereeing in a a domestic league in Europe by how many of those referees are doing Europa and Champions League games, and there's. Mm one maybe two spanish referees who are who are working in europe and so those guys are good we didn't have one of those guys against granada <laughs> we had another guy and it does seem like the spanish refereeing um it, the the spanish league doesn't have much uh, support or training uh or or anything for it's dubious for and, yeah and another thing that's not solidified has been the var protocol Right. right. It's like gate time after time. It's like, OK, oh, we can't look at this, but can't look at that. We mm -hmm. could only look at this if the ref asks us to look at it. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't even freaking make sense. You know, there's there's a, you know, Germany has pretty much solidified their protocol. I remember the World Cup was very solid protocol, mm -hmm. but every country gets to make up their own. It's like a stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. There's a um, here in the States on Paramount Plus. There is a neat little four episode show called Man in the Middle. It's a UEFA-produced show, so it's all about uh, UEFA referees. It's mainly following Champions League games, and it's mainly about VAR. It's <laughs> it's kind of like a big commercial for VAR, but it also does – you get to hear actually like the um, the audio of the referees talking to each other on the sound system, on the, um, the earpiece systems and their communication and hear them talking about like what they're what, – how they see their job and – you see some of their training, how they dealt with pandemic. You see, and you see a lot of, and you hear a lot of them doing VAR decisions. So that is a really interesting uh, case study. If you want to know more about how VAR wow. is used in Europe, in UEFA competitions, it's a really interesting show. And for me, that my main entree into football was really as a referee. It's like I played as a little kid, but I mostly just, you know, sat out there and cried. Uh, the first time I was actually like watching a game, I was a referee. So for me, it was very interesting. And I think, you know, a lot of people love complaining about referees and another, like, here's an interesting piece of information. Uh, your in your average game, like a professional level game, a referee is going to make about 350 decisions. Wow. In those 90 minutes. It's insane to think about how many decisions are correct <laughs> but they're a big influence in the game but like i yeah. you know dare i say this but i was kind of looking forward to the super league because mm. they promised the best refs of the best mm. and 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 god knows we're not getting that in spain well I right mean, we're not getting to... a, a fair shot so i was like okay maybe in the super league we're actually going to get a fair shot right uh with 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 objective refs right uh, but you know, it all went <laughs> trash in the heartbeat, you know, you can never have objective referees. You, you can never have 100% objective referees, 
Main reason for that is that you're never going to have 100% objective fans. Bias comes into how you view a referee's decision always, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, you're, you're a soccer parent. I'm sure you see it at least from other parents telling referees there, there are two big phrases, let them play, which means don't call fouls on our team or call it both sides ref, which means call fouls on the other team. (laughs) Right. That's all. it, It has nothing to do with, what's going on in the game and has everything to do with what you want the ref to do to help you this i'm sure our listeners are are riveted by this <laughs> right <laughs> let Freaking me try and ref, close out the show ref talk <laughs> yeah ref that's yeah ref talk that's exactly what you're listening for okay um real quick the team barcelona they were looking really great after their copa del rey victory and then we have this granada loss and even the valencia win was you know, just a squeaker. They managed to just pull it out three to two. Um, how are you feeling as far as like swagger and like confidence wise moving forward? We've got Atletico next weekend. And then after that, they've got um, Levante, Celta and Abar. So, I mean, obviously the big hurdle is Atletico after that. It's, I mean, given the Granada loss, it's anyone's guess what could happen. Um, but how are you feeling just confidence wise? As far as wins go, I'm shaky, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, we we have to beat Atletico. There is no doubt. If, mm-hmm. if we beat them, then uh, I think we go up a point, right? Yeah. And then um, and then we have to win out. That's the only hope we have. Uh, and 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 it's possible. I think it's 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 truly possible. We can do it. Uh, but we, you know, just to see that we had that opportunity and we just let it slip our hands. It's it's. It's going to be difficult, but, you know, overall, I think this season has been, given everything Coleman had to deal with, given the, the roster, given a freaking Bartomeu's, mm, you know, yeah, a lot of just drama. complete collapse, it was a successful season. Yeah. Their, you know, unbelievable season, given everything that happened, especially starting January 1st and on. Yeah, yeah. No, big turnaround, a lot of uh, troubles at the beginning, big turnaround since the new year, I agree. Um, yeah, and the other funny thing is that even if they win every single game from here on out, they still have Real Madrid still has to drop right. points somewhere because on the head to head we lose. Imagine we play Atletico and freaking Hamfoot Suarez is the one that <laughs> scores the goals because he was injured last time we played. Yeah, and, and and I'm oh god, just freaking stab me in the freaking back. <laughs> You know, let me go find a freaking Bartomeu Pinata and let me beat it because this is just it would kill me. It was like, God, really? We're just stupid. It happened again with. with oh, God. <laughs> that epitomizes the Barca nation. You know, it was just like looking at stupidity like stupid happens and it happens to us a lot. It, it does. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if it's not our, our defenders being stupid, it's our freaking coach being stupid. Or it's our president being stupid. It's like freaking surrounded by morons. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more about that. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the biggest dope of the year for you? I think at this point in the season, we could call it right. It's like, no, it's not a, it's not a neck and neck race. It it has to be Bartomeu, you know, to, 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 at least he's gone. Yeah, but he pulled the David Villa, right? Like, like he, our history has shown us not to do this. He did it. What are you referring to? You, well, we gave up David Villa a long time ago to Atletico Madrid, and they won the league. 
with him. So we repeated the same mistake Mm. with Luis Suarez to give him to Atletico Madrid, and they're going to win the league. Yeah. And it's just stupidity, you know. Sometimes, you know, sometimes in the business world, you know, these big these big companies will buy a company so somebody else doesn't buy them mm-hmm. and just keep them away. Mm-hmm. You know, we should do that. We shouldn't even have let Luis Suarez go. We should have just kept him and sat his ass in the bench along with Pjanic and Puge and, and, Puge and let them rot. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, you know, it's better he rot here than, than be harmful to us. But no, that that's that's really what we did. So, yeah. hey. Well, I mean, you know, we've, we've talked on the show many times about the, the transfers over the last summer and it just letting suarez go was one of many bad decisions obviously bringing pianich in was a bad decision because he's not being used at all he hasn't played in weeks it feels like i i could be wrong about that but it definitely feels like Months. many weeks yeah yeah so that was a waste um coutinho bringing him back was ill-advised letting suarez go was ill-advised as it turns out I mean, I, but at the, also at the time, you, they all made a certain kind of sense. I didn't agree with a lot of them personally, but that, it doesn't mean that I knew how things were going to shake out. You know, at the time, it seemed like Suarez might have, like, run his course. It seemed it really seemed like that. Or, or he's such a big personality in the clubhouse that you just wanted to vacate that, right? And you mm. wanted you wanted Leo to become the leader, right? And that's, you know, that's something that did happen this season. You know, given the uh, the Budo Fox and he wanted out, he reluctantly came back and then kind of mentored a bunch of kids and actually did become a leader, you know. And I'm the one that called him Captain Crunch. Yeah. You know, I'm the one that called him a mailman and he was just roaming around aloof in the midfield. But he really actually came around. He's probably going to get his Pichichi again. I don't think I don't think anybody's close. Uh, and he kind of mentored a lot of the youngsters. And I think it, it kind of changed them into wanting to stay. So, you know, I think that's another, you know, a positive that came out of this season yeah. that he completely 180, you know? Yeah. So then uh, let's say, let's say we lose, not just draw, but just lose to Atletico Madrid next weekend. For the most part, that is going to be the nail in the coffin on the season. That means yeah. we're going to lose, but we can, so then, since this is our last episode, your last episode of the season, um, is that going to – all of the positives that have come out of this season, is that still going to be, be good enough for you? Like the, the biggest one you just mentioned, right? Messi began the season wanting to leave, and now it seems like he probably wants to stay, and he's actually excited about playing again, and he's excited about the project with the youth again. Is that enough? Oh, I think – you know, I was hoping to get top four, right? Given mm-hmm. how, how we started, given it's a new coach – I, you know, I, 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 we got a trophy, Brian. Yeah. We got a freaking trophy. Like we didn't get jacked last year. You right. know, that's true. Um, so it's, it's, it was better than last year. I see progress being made, you know, the, the, these new kids coming around there is definitely going to be a building block. And I think that's what Messi sees like, okay, yeah. You know, these, these youngsters are coming around and if we just add a nine, right. If we just <laughs> add a nine, like, wow, we, we would have been in it. Like there is no doubt in my mind we would have been in it. So now we got La Porta and we we're hoping he works his magic, you know, sell off Pjanic, sell off Puch, sell off Sergi Roberto, bring in some funds and buy a nine, you know, uh, it, it almost, but, uh, but at the same time, it almost sounds like you don't even want to see Barcelona play anymore, 
with those with that kind of idea. It's like you want to see some other team play. Like it's just some a, big it's just nine, a nine Brian. lose all these guys, lose all these guys, lose this. I mean, it's just it, this is this is the history of Barcelona. We've always had a, a, a you know a, an outsider come in and and be a leader. You know, Ronaldinho. No, no, no. outsider fine, outsider fine. But it's I almost feel like you're lining up like just like a strong four four two. <laughs> four two three one i okay. want i want to i want somebody at the top of the spear to make it all function and make it work yeah yeah you know and i think a nine would do it you know whether it's lukaku holland uh even Aguero if he's if he's you know on the on the free transfer or Depay, right if he's on the free transfer it's it's better a, a true nine than not you know yeah um i Depay think it would have made, come up like made how many years in a row now like maybe Depay, maybe this could be the year for Depay. If you're Dutch and you play the nine, like we'll, it's for some reason it's meant to be. You're we'll going to be a, a Barcelona. Look at least. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you again, Serge. Really appreciate everything you've uh, contributed to the show, and we can do this, Brian. We can do I this. Think we can do this. We can do this. I I can definitely do this. I, I don't know about you. <laughs> hey. It's, hey, this is your swan song, Brian. I want you to go out like a champ, and right. I think these guys are going to bring home the trophy, man. Let's I, do it. I already feel like a winner. It's uh, it's it's an it's been an honor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You take care. See ya. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.